Hello and welcome to Activate Your Massive Brand with Tanya Watkins. This is going to be a quick episode because I am participating in Napod Pomo, which is National Podcast Post Month, which is the month of November. So that means that every single day I'm committing to sending you a quick podcast in this feed. Um, And so we'll still have our Thursday podcast, which is the official episode, which I haven't been recording because I was sick. I was coughing and it was a mess, but here I am. And so today's episode, which will be quick, is all about what I would do if I had to start over from scratch. So I created a list of things that I would do differently, things that I would do better, things that I would do, things that I wouldn't do at all. And so we're gonna share that with you right now. So if you are newly established or you're looking to kind of pivot in your business or you're thinking, hey, 2020, I wanna start off right, then this is a great episode for you. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you and let's get started. Hello and welcome to Activate Your Massive Brand with Tanya Watkins. This podcast was created for professional and creative women in business who are looking to create a personal brand that stands out, packages their greatness, and monetize their hustle. Tanya, the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, is a high-ticket monetization coach and brand expert who believes that with smart hustle and savvy marketing strategies, you can become a boldly confident influencer in your market, build a loyal and engaged community, and create much more than a six-figure business. Okay, so let's jump right in. Today, we're going to talk about what I would do if I had to start all over again. And so just to preface this, maybe this is your first time listening to my podcast and you're kind of like, well, what do you do? Like, who are you? So for those of you who are listening for the first time, I am a high ticket monetization coach. So I help women create, market and sell their high ticket programs. And so what that means is we are working together to package $5,000 plus in service offerings. Um, So I work with consultants, coaches, women who have a professional background, who are looking to take what they know and love, what they do well. Typically they have a professional background. So we're packaging up all of that and we're creating amazing and transformational services, which end up being masterminds, coaching programs, courses, one-on-one coaching, consulting, strategy, all of those things. And so I kind of, as I share my story, I always talk about how I kind of fell into entrepreneurship a little, almost by accident, um, because I was in a really abusive relationship, you know, so I needed an outlet. So I started working with this network marketing company. That was amazing. And through that, I learned my, you know, passion around branding and marketing, things that I had studied in college, things that I was doing corporately at my job. And I kind of fell into doing some light, um, when I say light, I mean heavy, (laughs) web design and, you know, funnel building and strategy and consulting and coaching. And all of a sudden I looked up and I had this business and I was like, whoa. Um, And that has been, we are going on, if this is going to be 2020, this will be, whoa, I think five, five years, five years in this particular business. So it's been a great ride. And I think oftentimes that, 
you know, we are so, this is just such a, an amazing opportunity, the world we live in, the time that we live in right now, to have access to such technology, to literally be able to build your business from your phone. Like, I'm at the point now where a lot of what I do, I just love working on my computer, so I typically will, but there's days where I literally just work from my phone. And it's like, how can, like, this is crazy. The times that we live in are crazy to have a multiple six-figure business that you can do from your phone amazing so crazy but when i was thinking over my you know podcast topics for this next 30 days i thought how cool would it be to talk about what it would take for me to like if i had to just start from scratch if everything got wiped clean what would i do differently what would i do better and so that's what we're going to talk about today so the first thing that i want to mention <clears throat> is that i think i because i jumped in so kind of randomly and I have people coming out coming to me and saying hey you know who did your website can you do my website and it just kind of spiraled into create you know creating offers because I had to like it wasn't because I was like oh okay I want to be a brand strategist so let me create the, you know the brand around this let me create the company let me build out the programs the offerings that's not how it happened so I had to like put things together like oh shoot this person wants me to do that website Oh, you know, and then I was like, all right, great, like, I'll do it, you know, and um, because of that, there really wasn't a strategy around lead generation. And I learned quickly, obviously, how to build an audience and how to attract people and how to close sales, you know, in this matter. But it kind of happened haphazardly. So the, the first thing I would say is starting over, I would have made sure that I had clarity around my money making activities. So you would you would think that, okay, that's obvious, but it really wasn't because I was working on referrals for the first couple of months. And then I was like, okay, if I, got, if I wanna do this, I have to do it right. But I really think that I missed an opportunity to really sit back and say, what do I need to do to build traffic around my brand? How do I capture leads in a strategic way and how do I turn a percentage of those leads into clients? And it wasn't until months in that I realized I missed that completely. So I think, you know, for someone like if you're starting out or if you're like, you know what, I'm looking to pivot into a new business model or into a new segment of an audience, then I would really stress that you figure this part out because it caused me to stumble a little bit in the beginning because I had, you know, some traction, but I really wasn't strategic about how do I turn this traffic into leads? How, how does a percentage of these people who are interested in what I'm saying, how do I get them to turn into leads? And then how do I condition those leads to book calls, to purchase products, to purchase courses, and really become amazing clients? So that's the first thing I would have done. Like if I start over again, which I probably won't, or maybe it'll be a new business, that's what I would do. The next is <clears throat> that I would have gotten way more serious about email marketing. Over the past year, 2019, I think I've done a fantastic job of really conditioning my audience, talking to my subscribers, sharing more of my story, and being consistent and having a plan of action with emailing them on a regular basis. Um, and even just securing in, in, in an organic way with 
with ads or whatever, like I feel like we've, we've got it going. <laughs> We're consistently adding more subscribers to our list, which is amazing. And I feel like that was something that I really didn't do. And I think part of the reason why is because I realized, whoa, I've been showing up in Facebook groups. I've been sharing things in my own Facebook group and posting on social and I'm getting traction. I, I, I'm literally like, no word of a lie. I can go post something right now and make a sale. Like that's, I just have an ability to do that, which is great, but you know, it's not sustainable, right? And who wants to be on social posting all the time and be like part of the reason why most of us build these businesses is for time freedom, right? And so I realized last year, actually like 20, early 2018, I was like, okay, girl, you've got to get it together. And what ended up happening is because I was, you know, building this list, but barely emailing them, barely seeing anything, I would, you know, look at it, I'd see massive unsubscribes, massive, you know, or even just open rates. Like that was an issue at one point, And I always knew when I was consistent, 30, 40, 50% open rate was no problem. And then as I kind of dibbled and dabbled and other things and not making email marketing a priority, I would see the dip in my open rates. And so if I had to start over, I would say I would definitely make an effort, a serious effort to create a campaign around email marketing, especially in the startup phase, because of course you're doing all the things, right? Trying to figure out what sticks and building the audience. And I think most people think about when they think of audience building, they think of <clears throat> having, you know, a great Instagram or having, you know, presence on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, right? YouTube is obviously a, a place that people are, especially if you're producing video content that you're looking to have a nice sizable amount of subscribers, but this is all a rented space, right? So imagine, you know, renting your home versus owning your home, right? So I, I feel like we've, I, I won't speak on you or your behalf, but I'll say I've put a lot of energy on rented space instead of the digital assets that I actually own. So that is, it was a huge miss for me, but you know, we've been able to, again, create a campaign that's allowing us to get leads every day, to get new subscribers every day. We're, you know, that we're teaching them great content. We're teaching them how to build a sustainable business how to create high ticket offers that sell, that transform lives. And I feel like obviously all the things are important, right? Having your social platforms and really sharing your message that way is important too, but it's just as important, if not more, to really create your own digital assets, okay? So email marketing. The next is <clears throat> I would have probably, if I had to start over again, definitely been more serious about creating video content, especially when I kind of started out, live streaming was just becoming a thing. Blab was on its way out. Um, Periscope was kind of coming in and taking over. Facebook was like, all right, Periscope, I see you. Facebook Live, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. And I would like dibble and dabble in video content, but I really didn't put much energy into creating a plan of action and creating a content calendar around um, 
<clears throat> video marketing. And so that's one thing that I would have changed. And we, I've done a better job 2019. You know, this next 30 days is going to be brutal for me because I'm going to be really honest with you. But that's still be, be <laughs> a little bit of a struggle here because I haven't really been as consistent with publishing video content. But I think when we, whenever I have, it has done a great job in sharing the message properly, obviously getting better engagement. I've seen an, a lift in all of my metrics that we look to improve because of video. So if I had to start over, I definitely would be more consistent and strategic with video content. <clears throat> okay, so next is hiring support. This is this is this becomes an issue sometimes with newer entrepreneurs because it's like, well, dang, I gotta pay myself, you know, like how am I gonna pay somebody else? But I've come to find that whenever I've had team, a team on my <laughs> to work in my business with me, everything just works out better. <clears throat> and everything is figure outable, right? So even if we say, okay, I probably, like if you're thinking, how can I hire someone tomorrow? The chances are that you know 10 people who are willing to help support your business for free. Chances are, you know 25 people who are willing to help you on a commission-based salary. Chances are, you know, 50 people who are willing to work with you for a small base and commission. So that's a lot of people that you probably know that are willing to help you that you're just like, I, I can't, I can't even. So <clears throat> one of the things I would say is if you're thinking about finding support, I would definitely look to your local college. I would definitely go to internships.com. And there's just so many different ways to find support, even if it's two to three tasks that you take off your plate for the, the you know, just for life. Like, this is it. These are things that I will no longer do anymore because you have to figure out a way to step into CEO as quickly as possible. When you start a business, we call ourselves the CEO of our company, the founder, but really we're just the, we're the everything, right? When you start... You are the marketer, you are the service provider, you are the you are everything. And you really wanna create a way to step out of as many roles as possible, as quickly as possible. Okay, <clears throat> so hiring support. Um, alongside that, I find that one of the things that I didn't do very well in the beginning when it came to hiring support was I was taking tedious tasks away and delegating them, which was great. But I find that the miss was not delegating the traffic leads and conversion part of the business, right? So if you, if anything that you want to duplicate in your business, it's how to sell more, right? Like posting on social media is great and having someone to support you and managing your content is awesome. But we forget to create jobs and support around driving more sales. So whatever that looks like in your business, if you're thinking about hiring support, I definitely would think of your sales process, your sales cycle, your sales funnel, and how you can get support around that as well. Okay, next, <clears throat> if I had to start all over again, I would simplify the offer. I 
with my first coaching package, it was like, you get, you know, three months of coaching with me. I'm going to build your website. I'm going to build you a funnel. I'm going to do a style, a style shoot with you. So you're going to have your photo shoot. We're going to have a Pinterest board with all your recommended photo, you know, poses and all the things. And it was like, whoa, I was, I just did a live stream in my Facebook group. So if you're not in there, you should join Massive Brand Incubator. And I talked all about how I was just like doing all the things. And while it was a great price point, I should have really been charging like fifteen to $20,000 with all that like website, funnels, all the things, social media templates. It was a lot. Remember, it was basically like brand strategists on steroids. Like I was, people were walking away with the best <laughs> visually attractive brands and it was it was an awesome experience but i just i don't know i was i wanted to give everything away because i knew in my mind i was like well can i really sell a coaching package for $5,000 for $8,000 and just coach her to be amazing and teach her what i know like can i do that and i guess in the back of my mind i was hesitant cuz i was like well i can do that but let me also offer her a website I can do that, but let me offer her a style session as well. And it was like, I kind of had to like have a moment with myself and be like, no, you're going to cross off all of these things and leave this. And also you're raising the price. So I ended up doubling my prices and basically slashing a lot of what I offered. And my clients got better results because we were doing deep work. We were talking mindset you know, offer structure, pricing and, you know, positioning and all of these things and really being client attractive. And we got to the root of why her business was stalled. And we were able to create offers that sold. And we were able to really map out amazing webinar funnels. And we were just, we did such good work instead of me being like, yeah, 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 yeah. But let me do your website. You know what I'm saying? So if I had to go back in time, I would definitely simplify my offers. Another thing that I wrote down is that I would have, I would have mastered webinars much sooner. This is embarrassing, right? But I'm going to tell you anyway. So I remember my first webinar that I did. The webinar was fine. I'm, I'm not, when it comes to presenting, I have no problem. I facilitated coachings, trainings, and, you know, seminars since forever, because that's what I did corporately. So coming on naturally, it, it was just, a, it was, something that I did naturally, right? Coming online and kind of facilitating things like that was not a problem. The problem was the actual funnel itself. So my first webinar, I literally, I don't even know how many people subscribe to it to attend. I really don't remember, but I did the webinar and that was it. Crickets. That was it. Just, I'm like, okay, well, it was a great webinar and that was it. No follow-up sequence. I didn't re-promote it. I, it was just like, okay, the webinar is done. So obviously over time I learned how to craft, um, first of all, how to get people to opt into the webinar, right? Like building momentum before the webinar. How do we create a more impactful webinar, you know, training and really facilitate an environment of transactional, like, energy so she understands that this is informational but it's also for you to take the next step 
And that was one thing, even though my presentation was okay, I feel like I was like, well, if she gets a lot of information from this, that's great. And it's like, well, the webinar should actually get her to understand that there's an offer that is amazing for her. And that part was a little tricky. Really being comfortable with owning that I had an amazing offer that I knew was going to change her life, but not sharing it with that much vigor. I was like, yeah, well, all right, well, if you liked this, then I have this great program. I was like, no, like I had to learn, like, no, you're going to own every piece of the webinar presentation, especially the clothes, because that's the part that's going to change her life. So that part, and then being strategic with the, with the entire process, the webinar doesn't stop with the webinar, right? Like there's so much more in terms of follow-up and retargeting and, you know, even ad spend and how I, you know, manage ads around my webinar campaign. Oh my God, if I, thank God I know what I know now, but I wish I had learned sooner because I made a couple of mistakes with that part of the business. Um, so we talked about me getting serious with email marketing. If I had to go back, I would do that. Um, I would record more video content. I would have clarity around how I was putting money into the business, how I was selling, how I was transitioning my traffic to leads into clients. I would hire support quicker, faster, and I would have been more strategic of around creating support to build traffic leads and clients. Um, I would uh, um, like by far simplify the offer way sooner than I did. And I would have mastered webinars much sooner. So hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are listening and you're like, oh my goodness, here's some things that I would do differently if I had to start over, I would love to hear it. So I would love for you to, if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, to go pop into the group and share. You can do a screenshot of you listening to this, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google or on Spotify or on Pandora, wherever you're listening, just take a screenshot and post it in our group and let me know what you would do differently if you were starting over from scratch. All right, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Activate Your Massive Brand podcast. I so hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as well as I would love for you to leave a review. And for doing that, I'm going to give you a free gift. So go over to tanyawalkins.com forward slash free training. And of course, to stay connected, you can follow me across social media at Tanya B. Watkins and be sure to join our Facebook group, Massive Brand Incubator. Until next time.